Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. think that michael jackson was dangerous other than to children <laughs> uh, uh, probably not well the children knew yeah let's do this welcome everyone to the gravity beard podcast we're recording today in studio a thank you as always to our listeners we appreciate your continued support gentlemen welcome back to the show Yay. Well, all right. Looking forward to it. So this is part two. You really don't seem that enthusiastic about it. No, no. I was cheering. I just did a cheer. That's your I version of cheering? Cheer. Very quietly. I stood up and did a Just so the listener knows, you, your body didn't move at all. You just very calmly <laughs> said. I don't even think his eyes moved. No. He's like in a catatonic state. That's how excited he is. Yay. No, that's not true. All right. So... This is our second. This is the second part of our series on the year 1992. In the previous episode, we discussed uh, movies from that year. All right. Now yes. we're going to discuss the sounds that defined that year. Dun dun dun. Ooh, this now this is Music. this is what John was really this, looking for. Yes, this is the so, one I wanted. So when yeah. we discussed this this 1992 concept. Greg insisted that we do movies first. John asked if we could do music. Greg responded, that's my least favorite on the list. (laughs) The only reason I say that is because back then I loved music. But nowadays, I just don't listen to music like I used to. But I just, I expected, I I, I don't either. I knew you liked music from that time, so I expected you to be really excited about that suggestion. I I liked music from that time. Okay. It was much better than some of the 80s stuff. It was everything back then to me. I mean that was it for really, sure. It well okay, yeah. So we'll we'll get into all that. Yes. So our goal for this episode is to help the listener understand what 1992 sounded like. Okay. It was so, a lot. It was a lot. Was and a lot of. Are you just going to play music for this episode? Yeah, that's all we're going to do is just sit around. And play <laughs> all right, music. I'm out of here. See you guys later. <laughs> that makes it easier on us. Yeah, I'm going to have a Dr Pepper. No, I, I, I think what, I think the way we'll get things kicked off is we'll talk about. I don't think that's how you wear your headphones. Greg. I was, my ear was itching. Okay, all right. 
I think the way we'll kick things off is we'll talk about events from that year. We'll kind of go month to month and okay. just run through the year real quickly and talk about yeah, that'd be ev- awesome. event, events that happened that year. In music. We're definitely going to dive into this more deeply later, but on January 11th, Nirvana's Nevermind album went to number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart, establishing the widespread popularity of the grunge movement in the 1990s. February 5th, the New Kids on the Block interrupt their tour to perform on the Arsenio Hall show in response to rumors that the group lip syncs in its concerts. Oh, snap. I don't remember that. Wow. I don't, I don't remember that happening. I, I don't know. Only real lip syncing. There was a, a lot of lip syncing controversy around. Um, Millie Vanilli. Yeah, girl, you know it's true. We'll get to that. Hang oh, on a second. Hey. On February 24th, Nirvana's Kurt Cobain marries Holes Courtney Love. Ugh. Okay, so so just do the math in your head. That was February 24th. In August, they gave birth to their daughter, Frances Bean Cobain. Well, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. they're not traditionalists. So. No, no, in so many ways. Uh, the U.S. Postal Service. Nonconformist. We're such nonconformists. <laughs> so the U.S. Postal Service unveils two potential designs for its proposed Elvis Presley postage stamp for fans to vote on. One design is of a young 1950s Elvis, and the other of a much older, bloated, drug-induced Elvis. Sweaty Elvis. <laughs> I do remember From this. The 1970- I do too. As a matter <clears throat> of fact, being such a big deal. Yes, it was a huge deal, and so Young Elvis won the vote, and the stamp was issued the following January. I that was, of course, you and I went off to college that fall. I went to Target and bought an Elvis Young Young Elvis stamp throw stamp. pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> and another another money line for the estate was born. Yes, it was. Oh my gosh! Uh, in in March fourteenth, Farm Aid Five takes place in Irving, Texas. Yeah, Texas Stadium. Yeah, hosted by, hosted no by Willie Nelson. No one cares about farms anymore, do they? No, yeah. no God, one cares about farms. Is a crap. So all, you know, Farm Aid is still on today. I did what? not know that. I watched a lot last two weekends ago. I think I watched. I was clicking through, and it said Farm Aid, and I was like, oh. What? Wow. Okay. And it was what? live. Is it like Farm Aid Thirty? It would have to be it's close, be, yeah. And what was there so like, it, like s- groups you've never heard I, of before? It was, uh, it was not the event that it used to be. <laughs> clearly, yeah. So, don't take uh-huh. any offense to this flyover states, but no one cares about you. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> according, according to according, Greg, uh, what? <laughs> That's what you said. No My one cares about farmers. My family are farmers. That was an off mic conversation. Earlier, my That's family are fa- farmers. Just I rewind this recording about 15 community. seconds and you'll hear Greg say, I no might one go cares back about to farming right now to Flyers my roots. roots. Okay. States. Um, so March 24th, a judge in Chicago, Illinois, approves cash rebates of up to <laughs> up to $3 to anyone proving they bought a Millie Vanilli recording prior to the beginning of the lip-syncing <laughs> scandal on November 27th, 1990. Wow. Which would suck. That's a big deal. Because that, if you were a Millie, Millie Vanilli fan, you probably got pissed off and threw your... Uh, well, it could be CD in 92. I right? think it was. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, damn it, it I could have got my three bucks Cassette? back. Cassette? Yeah, CD, I want cassette. my three bucks. Yes. And that, yeah. now, is that not the strangest class action lawsuit ever? Yes. <laughs> now, what, what's inter- what was legit. really interesting is... I'd like to know how much they paid out. So they didn't actually Seriously. sing... They didn't 30, actually, 30 bucks. Oh, really? Sorry. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh. So they didn't actually sing at all, right? These... Right these songs, they had other people sing them. They lip synced them, right? That's what lip syncing is. Well, no, no, that's not what. Well, lip-syncing okay, is. yeah, lip syncing. Th- a lot that, of times, what, was... what they were accusing New Kids on the Block was they actually sang the songs, but live performances. It was pure they would fraud. Lip-sync. Right, Millie Vanilli pure, was pure fraud. Pure yes. fraud. Like they weren't yes. even. They weren't the ones. That's singing the worst them. of the worst. In other words, they weren't lip syncing themselves. They right. were lip syncing someone else. Right. That was the controversy. Correct. Yes. 
Wow. And the result of a class action lawsuit, which <laughs> I don't... $3 a pop. Yes, which I don't remember. April 30th of that year in L.A., during the L.A. riots, the 1992 L.A. riots, which I think everybody recalls. Absolutely. Madonna's bustier was stolen from a display at Fredericks of Hollywood. And there was a $1,000 reward offered. It was never found. Never found? Never returned. So it's... So do you think someone still... How did you that know person it was never returned? Did that? you find that out? Uh, yeah. I looked really? it up. Everything's wow. on the internet. You don't have to think anymore. Wow. That's true. June of 92, Bill Clinton plays saxophone on the Arsenio Hall show. Of course, the election was held that November... Yep. And it's a lot a lot of people would say that that particular episode led to his election. Really? really? That appearance it, on it Arsenio made him, Hall? Well, but think about it cuz it had been Bush senior who was the old man, the thousand points of light and all that stuff and and here comes cool Bill Clinton wearing his Ray-Bans on Arsenio Hall. Right. Arsenio Hall's pointing that finger That was not at him. his only saxophone performance during the uh, the election. But during that the was the campaign. one. If you, yeah, I swear, if you go back and you watch Nightline or whatever, right. it would say some people claim that was what brought him into legitimacy. Maybe and so. Won him the election, or at least got him the uh, yeah the stardom. Because otherwise, he was just a dude from a broken down state. No offense, Arkansas. Um, wow! No, all right, no, June twenty no. seventh. I like Arkansas. Now, now we're offending the southeast. It is, it is yeah. the natural state. Why don't we just offend everyone? Michael Jackson starts the Dangerous World tour, spreading his dangerous album, uh, uh, supporting his danger, dangerous album in Munich. And I don't wow. care. Did, any, did anybody ever think that Michael Jackson was dangerous, other than to children? <laughs> uh, uh, probably not. Well, the children knew. <laughs> yeah. This one, God. If you had if you had MTV in in the summer of ninety two, you you had to make an appointment to to watch this show, this video. Whoa. November Rain by Guns N' Roses becomes the the longest single, becomes the longest video, is the most expensive video, one point five million, and uh, which I guess would beat Thriller maybe. Thriller for the most expensive and, the most, and for the longest? Probably. Probably. Eight, eight minutes, 57 seconds? Probably. And you just, oh my gosh, if you were watching MTV and you were grooving, you were getting into it, which 18-year-olds did at the time because yep. MTV actually played videos. True. Yeah, because people make videos six still, pregnant, right? 16 year olds Right. But now, or how to now, catfish people. They still make videos these days, but it's not on MTV. You have to go on YouTube, right? Uh, YouTube or like MTV2. Right. right. Okay. They created another MTV to do to what show MTV videos. used to do. <laughs> to do what MTV used but to do. It, that was. It, it was like the first time you watched it, you're like, oh, this is cool. And then it came on an hour later. You're like, oh, I guess I'll go do something else. Uh, that, was, that was my point of view on November Rain. And I was a Guns N' Roses fan. Yep. Yeah, I saw them on tour. And it had that, on tour. that girl, that model he was dating at the time. She was hot. And God, what was her name? Jane Seymour, something Seymour, not Jane Seymour. Stephanie Seymour. Stephanie Seymour. Stephanie Seriously? Seymour. Yeah. Yeah. The one that he allegedly. Well, I don't know if it was alleged, but he beat up. Anyway, oh, uh, let's, let's right. say alleged, alleged, Whit- alleged, alleged. Whitney Houston. You said, what, did you say he was a legend for doing that? Yeah, he was a legend. <laughs> wow, yeah. Greg, what a controversy! Uh, yeah, we can talk is. about that with Dr. Wow. Dre as well. I like that joke. <laughs> uh, Whitney Houston, who was everything at that time, married Bobby Brown, who was the 
not everything, but he, I mean, he was the height of his, his popularity and power. That was also the beginning of the end of Whitney, Whitney Houston. Yeah, probably. Some would, some would argue. And they mm-hmm. became a super couple. They did. Because there weren't a lot of super couples. They there. showed what true love's all about. It's about poop fetching. Yeah. That's right. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? I mean, if somebody's constipated, you get you will help that other person. That's the definition of true that's, love. That's real, love. You become real handy and help that other person. Oh. So, so now, if, if any Fish listener hook. doesn't know what we're talking about, look it up. Just Google Bobby Brown poop fetching Whitney Houston. Poop fetching. <laughs> Do you think that's, that that'll probably bring it up? It's so specific. I've never heard it referred to that before. Fetch it. Just Whitney Houston constipation, Bobby Brown. You'll get it. Or just Whitney Whitney Houston poop fetch. <laughs> what? It, whatever Google desires on that. Right. August. Um, hey, you'll, either. you'll either find what we're referring to or something much much better. It's eight, yeah. <laughs> Just don't misspell anything and don't do it in front of your children. Do you think she always she still loves Bobby Brown? I don't think she does much of anything anymore. Hmm. Hmm. I'm put that song to yeah, the test. Just anyway. uh, God breast, you know, God, God bless. Did you say her. God breast her. God, God breast her <laughs> souls. Uh, God breast her souls. <laughs> During the Guns N' Roses Metallica Stadium tour, which was incredible that year, by the way, Did James you go to that Hetfield, one? yes. Uh, was burned when a pyrotechnic blast hit him in the face. Ouch. <laughs> and he wasn't pleased with that. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's John's commentary on this note. <laughs> he wasn't pleased with that. that. My, my hard-hitting commentary. <laughs> he did that not make him happy. That's conjecture that I think was probably true. So this was in Montreal. And, you know, obviously they had to stop what they were doing and Metallica had to go off and then Guns N' Roses who was notorious for effing up concerts because the first time I saw him was probably 87 that's the best time to see him and it was a train wreck uh oh um they take the stage but Axl Rose and then walk off because he was complaining of throat problems you're not mentioning my favorite part of that note which is the tour resumed on August the 25th but with a guitar technician replacing Hatfield on guitar for yep. the remainder of the tour. Yep. He was replaced by a guitar technician. Most of For the, the rest of the tour. <laughs> think think I, about James Hatfield was able know, to be replaced I, by a guitar technician. Basically a roadie. On October 3rd, Sinead O'Connor stirs up controversy when she rips up a picture of the Pope on the U.S. television show Saturday Night Live. Were y'all watching? Unbelievable, folks. I think I remember watching that. I was watching it. I don't yeah. think I was watching it. And, and I, I gave it a, I gave it a meh, because <laughs> I don't care about Sinead O'Connor. You know what I cared more about relating to Sinead O'Connor? She was so huge then. I know, but you know what I actually enjoyed more than her? Was Phil Hartman making fun of her on, on, on the uh, Sinatra Hour. That's the, right. The, uh, no, the Sinatra Group. <laughs> That was way funnier. Yeah, then Phil Hartman got shot. Oh, Phil Hartman. That was later. God rest his soul. Oh. We actually have to move, pick up our pace. That's otherwise. what happens okay. when you mess with Sinead O'Connor. Huh. So what is it that you're alleging? I don't know. Um, and now, November 17th, the soundtrack <laughs> to Whitney Houston's debut film, The Bodyguard, the original soundtrack album was released. The album went on oh to be certified gosh. 17 times platinum. Huh. 17? sell 45 million copies worldwide. To date, the album is still the best-selling soundtrack of all time and also one of the best-selling albums of all oh. time. Wow. 17 times platinum. I mean, are, are you serious? 
plate of yeah. shit. Forty-five million. Do you understand? When I was doing a little bit of research for my people, when I they sold, they've sold seventy-five million albums out of their entire Total. library, their entire career, <laughs> right? Seventy-five million, right? And we're talking. Whitney Houston did it with one, forty-five million with one album. Basically, with a, with a soundtrack song, and it's a, yeah. yeah, it's, it's got to be the best-selling soundtrack, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Wow. Such a... um, also, this year, kind of a big thing. The MP3 file format was developed as part of the, ah, a video compression standard that will change the game forever, forever, or at least for a short amount. Which of time. will lead to the creation of Napster. All right, so oh. we're gonna we're gonna look at the Billboard uh, two Billboard two hundred number one albums of nineteen ninety two. Okay, uh, interesting. We start with uh, Michael Jackson's "Dangerous" for one week. Yep, and then January eleventh, they get knocked off by "Nevermind" by Nirvana. Yes. Which, All right, yeah. so then Garth Brooks "Roping the Wind," which I think was the first, maybe the first Garth Brooks albums I personally bought. By the way, Chris and I've got a little story about a client of ours who garth brooks went and played for eight of them at oklahoma state one time for eight individual four, four people? guys yes. and four girls at a private little deal garth brooks played for them and then he decided to leave and go leave with his girl out on the back backyard yeah he wanted to go, he wanted to go make out go with whatever, make out with whatever her. girl he was with that his date that night so, <laughs> so he, he went outside and like missed the rest of the yeah he basically was this missed before he was show. garth brooks oh yeah, oh, for sure. yeah. okay so yeah, this yeah. is back when he was singing in honky tonk yeah, this is also he's from before UConn. he was chris Gaines. Ooh, good point yeah good mm-hmm. point yeah mm-hmm. uh so garth had a very good year that year because he released roping the wind and he re- released the chase so he in you know of the fifty two weeks he was up there for eleven or uh, sorry fifteen weeks with two albums. Wow, um, so that's, a, that's about a third of the year. And then uh, that's excellent math, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Good job, Chris. Uh, then You're Wayne's welcome. World soundtrack comes out for two weeks. Wayne's De- World. De- <laughs> hey, that's nope. right. Oh, you that was my hanging. movie. My movie. All right, and then I thought this one was interesting. Def Leppard's Adrenalize came out for huh. five weeks. Interesting. On, and, at I can't believe one. that. I can't believe that was at number one for five weeks, ninety two. And I got to think that was their. You know, I'm gonna look it up, but that that was probably their swan song. Um, I would imagine. Criss Cross will make you jump, jump when uh, Totally Crossed Out comes out in May twenty third, and then an album that is particularly important to me: the Southern Harmony and Musical Companion by the Black Crows. Yeah. Very, very good album. Yes, it is. Which I think was a game changer in terms of sound. So good. For that year. Yeah, it was really fantastic. Good. Totally crossed out comes back fighting June sixth. Boom for one week, and then look out the big Miley, one. <sighs> the big out, one Miley for the year. This, if this didn't happen, if Miley might not have ever been born. God, see, that's right. That's the. Uh, I'm we're almost, talking. There's this no is way. A big time butterfly. There's no effect. way. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Th- this this album right here launched two big careers. <laughs> yes. Billy Ray right Cyrus album. Some gave all, which gave us achy break your heart. I'm so sorry. <laughs> which some which at the time people went ape shit over was on the charts for 17 weeks. That's wow. Through the entire summer. So, you know, you talk about the big summer single, the big big summer yeah, album. Right. Breaky Breaky Heart was that for 1992. Was 1992's summer hit, the big summer hit. Wow. So Which, think, when so, you look back as 
messed up. <laughs> well, was, think it about was, it. So, so you had Garth Brooks. Song. Oh, oh, it's awful. It's awful. And that's when when line dancing was a big yes. deal. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So many musical travesties occurred right. all at one time around that time. But if you, so much massacre. But, but add, up, add up the weeks because if you were going to say, hey, what genre of music dominated in 1992? That's country. Thir- that's thirty-two it's weeks. Country. That's thirty-two weeks. And it's just Garth and Billy Ray two Cyrus. Artists. That's thirty-two weeks out of fifty-two. So more than half the year was dominated by country music. Yeah. So right after Billy Ray comes off his run, the chase from Garth Brooks comes on. <laughs> Michael Bolton knocks him off for oh one week. The, we're not going to talk about Michael Bolton. <laughs> Who I like a lot more now because he makes fun of himself. And he like doesn't take he himself very the, uh, seriously than, back, than how he was back then. And are you referring to the uh, Lonely Island song? The, any uh, of it. He, just, have yeah. you seen that one? Yes. Yeah. So great. Then... Um, Ice Cube's The Predator comes oh. out, which <laughs> Captain is Jack a, Sparrow is awesome. Yeah, uh, the Predator from Ice Cube comes out on my birthday. Uh, I did not buy it on my birthday, nor did I get it as a gift. And then to finish out the year, Happy birthday to you, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Well, You're wait welcome. till December fifth. I was talking about that year. That year. Oh, yeah. thank you. He's wishing you a happy birthday from twenty five years ago. Thou, you know, Greg's so thoughtful. Happy eighteenth birthday, John. Yay! Yeah. Uh, the Bodyguard. Which womp, womp. dominates for okay, four weeks. I want to pull Kurt Cobain now. Crushes okay. our testicles. So, so I'll, I'll go through this quickly. But the singles that these are the singles that dom, that uh, were number one throughout the year. All right. So, Black or White by by Michael Jackson kicked off the year. Then that transitioned to All for All for Love by Color Me Bad, uh, which gave way to Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, which was a collaboration between two giants in music. George, George Michael, Michael and Elton, Elton John. John. John yeah. Then a song we all love, I'm Too Sexy by Right, right Said Fred. God, such a great video. <laughs> Which hand, handed things off to uh, Mr. Big with To Be With You. After that was uh, Save the Best for Last by Vanessa Williams. I know that one. Which gave way to Vanessa. Jump by Criss Cross. We mentioned that earlier. Jump, and jump. then I'll Be There by Mariah Carey, a gigantic song. Oh, God. <laughs> Which then handed things off to... And then to the most important song of the year. Baby Got Back by Sir yes! a lot. Yes. <laughs> Yo, so great. And and uh, obviously from this conversation, we realized that there was a lot of competition. But Madonna's This Used to Be My Playground only was at number one for one week, which I'm a little surprised about. But that then uh, from, wow, from mid-August all the way through early November, uh, End of the Road from the, uh, from, it says here from the Boomerang soundtrack by Boyz II Men uh, dominated for however many so weeks those, that is, a dozen those weeks. Those guys can sing. Yeah, for sure. And for now sure. they're doing Geico commercials. <laughs> That's what happens in 25 years. <laughs> no, they're doing that commercial where it talks about the, the ladies incontinence, or it talks about her diarrhea. Yeah, that was Geico. Oh, Geico. I thought yeah. you said Diet Coke. I'm sorry. No, not All right, edit that shit. <laughs> no, no, keep that in. So your new prescription does have a few side effects. Oh, like what? You're gonna have dizziness, nausea, and sweaty eyelids And in severe cases, chronic flatulence No So gassy, girl So gassy If you're boys to men, you make anything sound good It's what you do If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to GEICO It's what you do Next Next <laughs> wow, that does so good. I never get enough of that. Hear it a hundred times. It's always funny. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. Good one. Dope. Thanks for playing that one. You're welcome. <laughs> and then, how do you talk to an angel by the heights? I've never heard of that. How do you talk to an angel? Yeah, that, that, one? Does, that right. doesn't sound familiar. 
And then I know that and song. Then, and then, of course, good day, John, that was a good job singing that one because the, I understood that one. <laughs> and then I will always love you from Whitney Houston and the Bodyguard soundtrack. Okay, and I have another comment. So okay, now, if I had get John the, to sing that whole song, that'd be fantastic. We'll, we'll just finish the podcast with that. Yeah, that's right. We'll just have John <laughs> sing the whole thing. <laughs> get him the words now. Yeah, stat. Give me, give me the backing vocals. I'll I'll lip sync it. All right, so albums released in 1992. This is the part that that got me when I was doing the research is the the effect of these albums that have, it's been over time. All right, let's go with uh, Mac Daddy, Sir Mix a Lot, The Wayne's World, Vulgar Display of Power by Pantera is one of my favorite albums of all time. As I was telling Chris earlier, it'll make you want to build a fence and then break it in half and then run through it and then run through it. Mm-hmm. Or um, shoot a guy on stage. <clears throat> no Doubt debuted with their album No Doubt. Yep. Which had a lasting effect here. Arrested Development, which pr- people that are listening to this that are not our age will not remember. No, but that was a really, really good album. The song Tennessee was huge. It was everywhere. You couldn't escape but, it. But not even my favorite. That I mean, that's there's three or four songs on that album I like much better. Yeah. Yeah, much better. Chris just went that over the top sucks. of us there. Um, yeah, wow. Um, Chris is so much better than yeah, us. Yeah, he is. Check your head by the Beastie it's Boys. True. Their third album, uh, which was kind of kind of in the box for them, but it gave us so what you what you want. The Cure, Wish was, in my opinion, kind of meh. I liked it <clears throat> because nothing was better than Disintegration in '89. Uh, yeah, that's my uh that's so my, you just that's knew my disintegration take on it. was in eighty nine. Yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure it was eighty nine. Okay. All right. I just I'm just saying that's pretty good that you I'll just bet knew all the money in, I'll bet all the money in Chris's wallet. It's like five dollars. <laughs> so the Black Crows, which was their debut album, Southern Harmony Musical Companion comes out and it and it places. So good for them. Good. We talked about Billy Ray Cyrus and how he crushed our testicles. Faith No More came out with Angel Dust. Such a great way to say it. Uh, House of Pain came out with their debut album, Bam. House of Pain, with mm-hmm. Jump, jump Around. And, oh, my God. Right. Jump Around. Which became a theme at every party that you ever to went the, to. To this day. That summer and beyond. To this day, my favorite Irish rappers. <laughs> He's going out on a limb there. Yeah. Uh, Gin Blossom's New Miserable Experience, which was a big album for me in college, but it got them where they were. That's yeah. right. Um, in their face. <laughs> the wallflowers came out. It, it got him a cameo at the end of World Wayne's World Two. That's right, it did. <laughs> Let's do this. There oh, was yeah. a high five, ladies and gentlemen. That's now a high that's five. That's a high, high five, five, folks. Mm-hmm. For Wayne's World number D- two. Dose. All right. And a, t- and a two second you. cameo for the Gin Blossoms. Uh okay, let's see. George Strait came out with the basically the soundtrack for Pure Country. Yep. Which was a big album in my world. Um, Stone Temple Pilots came out with Core, which launched. They they were from San Diego, so they had a different sound from grunge. But they got lumped in. They, they were got little, lumped into grunge. They were a little more. They were grunge. They were a little more power than grunge. True. A a huge album that I listened to, and I still listen to Core. I still listen to a lot of these albums today. But Allison Chains' Dirt yeah. was. Now that talk was about, definitely grunge. Talk about grunge. That makes you want to shoot heroin. <laughs> I have to resist it every time I listen to it. Mm. You start reaching for your heroin every time you turn off dirt. <laughs> like, Damn it, where's my spoon? 
Here's my spoon and my lighter. When the kids walk in, you're like, damn it. Hey, I'll kids, it I'm just listening to dirt. <laughs> like, okay, Dad. Come, come listen to Rooster with me. <laughs> Mom, Dad's listening to dirt again. Hurry, Dad. somebody grab his heroin. <laughs> Don't let it tie off. Uh, and, and Rage Against the Machine released their debut album, Rage Against the Machine. Such a good band. I love would you believe that on one of their tours, a few years later, they op- oh they opened up for U two and they um, as they on, opened up for U two on a leg of their pop tour. Those, I think you missed one. Of one. These things is not like the other. REM automatic for the people. Really good album. Although, oh yeah, I'm not yeah. so it sure. Is a that great was a good album. album. I'm not. It, first of all, it was pretty moody, but I'm not sure. I don't like Out of Time, which came out just before that, a little bit better. And something I did not realize at the time that I did when I did a little research for mine, but. I did not realize that REM and Nirvana have some sort of a relationship. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that either. Yeah. Wow. From totally two totally different parts of right. the country, too. exactly. And two totally different genres of music. Really. Yeah, two uh, philosophies, uh, no, you name Nothing it. alike. Yeah. That's right. really interesting. Right. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, so I, and here's a few more. Uh, Blind Melon, which, Chris, I know you love. I do love. You and, have a and I, weird thing about Blind Melon. And Shannon Hoon, and I t- I t- that I talked about them in that album on a recent appearance I did on on the, on the <laughs> podcast they playlist. Were throwing down the little girl in the bee outfit, I loved it. Uh, going with the grunge thing, this is an album that I still love, 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 love. It's called Screaming Trees, Sweet Oblivion. And if you don't listen to it, then we can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I got to draw a line somewhere. Clearly. Um, Body Count, Ice-T's hard rock band, Body Count, released their album, Body Count. And with that, I give you Greg Brockie. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That was a warm introduction. I appreciate all of you for that. Well, next we have band formations. And the following bands were were formed during this year. Uh, First one, Blink-182. Meh. No? No? Um, no? Yeah. No? I never bought any of their stuff. Mm. What about Bush? On the radio, what about I, Bush? Uh, slightly better than a meh. That I particular like album. Razorblade Suitcase. I would listen to. Yeah. yeah. The Cardigans. Yep. I actually kind of dig the Cardigans. They were okay. okay. I don't they were really okay. know them you know, very well. Were, well, if you were listening, if you're going to Toad concerts, you would like the Cardigans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's correct. Um, Collective Soul. Not bad. Great. I, no. Ooh. I think they're great. A great band. Wow. Well, the thing about the, the Collective Soul is that I think some people make fun of them, but they were pretty good down the middle of the road, early oh, 90s man. rock. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Um, they weren't flashes in the pan. They they had some staying power. Everclear. Not bad. Didn't mind, didn't mind Everclear. Okay. No. I, I, okay. I, I, I had to warm up to them, but Hansen. I got there. Now, no one minded <clears throat> Hanson, right? <laughs> So I mean, come on! Hansen. Everybody loved Hanson. Everybody loved Hanson. <laughs> they're making. Did you know they're making a comeback right now? Did you? Uh, uh, right now, Hanson is attempting a I comeback. Thought they right took now. A, really? I took. I thought they took a shot and it didn't work out for them. Oh well, then you're up to date yeah. on recent Hanson news more than I am. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I'm always following. <laughs> I don't even know this next one. We rely on John to cover the <laughs> Hanson beat for the show. I don't even know this next one, by the way. So I'm, I never. Jamiroquai? Jamiroquai? Yeah, I don't even know. With them. the song Canned Heat? I love I Jamiroquai. It's yeah. actually on my phone right now. Really? As an adult okay. man, almost 44 years old. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know. Insanity? Uh, not a Surf. Porno for Pyros. Which I liked. Seven yeah. Mary Three. Seven Mary Three. They're okay. 
Down by the Water's Edge. It was a good song. Yep. Silver Chair. Okay, so they were kind of one-hit wonders, but I was really impressed by them because they came out with this album, Fro- Frog Stomp, when they were basically 15 or 16 yeah, they were years kids. old. These were, these were uh, Aussie kids mm-hmm. that, that released this album when they were 16 years old. I, I would... All right, that's not bad. I would put their song on, a couple of songs on my... For sure. On my listening. Okay, yeah. what, what is this next one? Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt. What is that? I don't know Veruca I, Salt. I really liked Veruca it Salt. Was a, it was a girl-driven band. Uh, yeah, that's why I didn't like it. And they were hot. They were oh, great. Really? They were in their videos. Now you got my interest. Not, again, they were good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Greg wasn't at all interested, and then he mentioned how they how they looked, and now he's very yeah. interested. My eighteen year old pants went crazy when Veruca Salt came on. They were good though. They were good. Um, they were good. Rock. Next one, Solid I rock. think we all should discuss for a second is Weezer. Really liked Weezer. I really liked Weezer. Yeah, I like good. almost all John, their stuff. I thought you wanted. To- I, I have most of their albums, and I I really like it. I, I ooh. I never bought one of their albums. I got almost all of them. You know, I think what... I like Weezer today, but at this time, I did not like Weezer because the dude that lived across yeah. the, the hall from me in my first dorm, it's all he would play oh, really? in his waking hours. Well, really? if, I had to, if I had to put up with that, I wouldn't like him either, but they were... I really liked and Weezer he, back then. You know, he kind of... He, he kind of... He kind of killed it for me for a long time. I mean, me and everyone else that was trying to play guitar at the time rushed out and tried to learn how to play Undone, the sweater song. <laughs> huh. Which I could still play. And then the Wu-Tang Ooh. Clan. Wu-Tang Clan. Very good. Hip-hop, was, 92 was a big year for hip-hop. It really was. Which we'll get into. East yeah, Coast we'll get and into West that. Coast. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And then famous band Breakups, uh, The Escape Club. Which I barely remember. Europe. One of the worst it, breakups of all time. Won. Really bitter and nasty. Because they brought it's us the right countdown. And we never would have had we never would have had Job in uh right. Arrested Development playing <laughs> that song <laughs> if it weren't for that band. Sometimes when I try to get my children motivated to clean on Saturdays, I will play Europe's final countdown. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, just means you love them and you're an excellent parent. That's right. The Fine Young Cannibals, great band. Pro- probably a one-hit wonder, and that song appe- uh, then and a couple other songs appeared on the Tin Man soundtrack. Yeah, with Danny DeVito and, and what's a, his name, uh, Richard Dreyfus. Yes, great movie. That was the thing. Yeah, uh, let's not say great. Um, I liked it. I'm skipping the next one. The and laws? Going. You're skipping the laws? Yeah, I'm skipping the I laws. don't know the laws. There she goes. There I know that song. I didn't, if, if you there, would have put a gun to my head, you would have killed me. That's a great album, again. and I really like the laws. Okay, I'll, 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 I like I'll give you song. the laws. Then I like that song. Yeah. Then a big one, in my opinion, sticks. Sticks. I was a big, which of sticks course fan. reformed years later, but that was yes. their first breakup. I really liked Dude, sticks. I did too. When I was in elementary school, Mr. Roboto was like the coolest song ever. Heck yeah, sticks is awesome. And then. Vomit launch. That was the biggest disappointment of the year. Is when vomit launch. I know. Up. I cried. That was almost crippling. <laughs> you started taking, you know, <laughs> antidepressants after that. Yes. Then I talked my parents into putting me in counseling, and I almost never recovered. Was that the first of your six suicide attempts? <laughs> so here, here's wow, a- that's dark. <laughs> so I want I want the three of you just to take some wild guesses as to what the biggest concerts were. And then, I'll, and then I'll run through them. I'm going to... Well, Michael Jackson. No, did not make the top ten. Whoa. Ooh. Um, Craig, do you have any guesses? The bloom was off the rose. Elton John? Yeah, Elton John. 
So here's so here's well, the top here's I the top ten. Wait, I'm not done. Do we get to do more? Sure. Def Leppard. That's a good guess. I like that guess. Not on the list. Okay. Um, you too. Yes. Okay. That would have been Octung Baby. Oh, uh, I got ooh. one. That was a big one. Um, I saw that one. So the top ten grossing concerts of 1992. U2 was at the top of the list, making 67 million. They John did, got that one. Yeah. I did. They did 73 Which tour shows. Was that? Octung Baby. Octung Baby. Okay. Uh, Grateful Dead, Guns N' Roses, Metallica. Neil Diamond came in at fourth. Grateful Dead. Neil Diamond. How, how much was Grateful Dead? That would be 31 million. God Almighty. Yes, they Dude, actually. Yeah, that's when they used to tour like yeah, I know all like, the time, like 364 days yeah. a year. But how about Neil Diamond coming in at fourth? Fantastic, Neil Diamond. Fantastic. Neil Diamond is is fantastic. fantastic. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, uh, Genesis, Elton John, Metallica Genesis, by themselves. Wow. Then Eric Clapton, which is one of the biggest songs. We'll talk about that later of yeah. the year. Uh, he came in at ninth, and then Hammer. Uh, really? Yes. Was he MC at the time though? I don't know. It just says Hammer. He made he did 130 shows in 123 cities and made 22 and now, a half million he, dollars. Did he also do a Geico commercial too? <laughs> yes, yes, he I did. Think he did. Huh. And he spent it all the next day. Okay, yeah. so, so, so apparently, then, <laughs> reportedly, he made like 300 million dollars and blew all of it. Okay, so all right. re- real quickly, let's just take a quick look at the. So just let's take a quick look at the Grammy Awards. Okay, quick that, look. That, that celebrated the uh, that celebrated the music of 1992. Wow. So re- record of the year was Eric Clapton for Tears in Heaven. Album of the year was Unplugged, Eric Clapton. Song of the year uh, for for songwriters was Tears in Heaven. And best new artist was Arrested Development. Wow. I see, I see a theme here. Yeah, so we'll yeah, get into that a little bit I later. But Eric, Eric Clapton that. dominated the Grammys. Here's the country artist that got recognized with Grammys. Uh, Mary Chapin Carpenter, Vince Gill. Uh, Emmy Lou Harris and the Nash Ramblers, uh, Mary Stewart and Travis Tritt. Th- this is one that stood out to me: Chet Atkins and Jerry Reed. <laughs> that was a very good collaboration, by the way. That would be interesting to hear. If you're a listener, you've never heard of. of you need to look up both of them. And if you appreciate guitar music, then check that out. Uh, Vince Gill and John Barlow Jarvis and Allison Krauss and Union Station also overlooked, but very, very good. This is the uh, <laughs> pop and R and B artists that uh, won Grammys in 1992. All right. Female Constant Craving by Katie Lang. Male Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton. Uh, duo with Celine Dion and Peebo Brasson for Beauty and the Beast. Uh, R&B, Chaka Khan. Male Algero. Love Algero. Bo- yeah, he's, yeah, he's good. Um, duo is Boys to Men, Into the Road. Instrumental was Miles Davis for Doobop, which was uh, a really good album. I actually bought that one. It was his last one uh, before he, or after he died. Uh, our best R&B song was Babyface, Ellie Reed. Well, for End of the Road. There you go. Yep. Here are the rap and r- rock and roll artists that won that year. Sir Mix-A-Lot, Baby Got Back, Arrested Development for Tennessee. Melissa Etheridge for Ain't It Heavy. Eric Clapton for Unplugged. U2 for Octung Baby. Um, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble for Little Wing. Posthumously. Yes. I'm realizing how many people it is a are now fantastic dead version from of that then. song. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. dead from Yeah, you. Stevie Ray died 2 years before this Grammy was awarded. Oh, really? Yep. Interesting. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers for Give It Away. 9-inch Nails for Wish. Eric Clapton and Jim Gordon for Layla performed by Eric Clapton. All right, so I think what we're going to do now is we're going to take a break. And we're going to come back for the second half of this episode. Go make potty in the water. 
I just made potty in my pants. Just to save some time. Yeah. Thanks for doing that. I thought we weren't leaving. All right. So we're going to wrap up the first half of the 1992 music episode. We'll come back on the next half, and we're going to go through three profiles of artists that we felt defined the sound of 1992. True. thought John went potty in his pants earlier when he was waving a (laughs) fart in my face. (laughs) All right, gentlemen. You were. we'll, we'll We'll see you on part two. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. I look forward to part two. See you, see you, John. We'll I'm see you for part two. For oh, Mike, Mike Chris. Glad you're not going to be back for part be two. Be with you for okay. part two. I'm done. You can listen to the Gravity Beard podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or anywhere else you consume podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at TheGravityBeard. Email us at contactthebeard at gmail.com or interact with us and other indie pods in the Underdog Podcast community on Facebook. We definitely want to hear from you. If you got at least a dollar's worth of entertainment out of today's episode, please consider supporting us on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash gravitybeard for more details. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. Go to podfixnetwork.com to see a complete list of network shows. You may also consider subscribing to Podfix Presents. It's a Podfix by all the Podfix hosts where you can hear exclusive original content that you'll not hear on their individual shows. Our theme song is Sophomore Makeout by Silent Partner. This song is also by Silent Partner. It's called Above and Beyond. Both songs can be found on the YouTube audio library. All the rest of the music credits will be in the show notes. Adam and I will be back next week with another installment of This Week Today. Then in two weeks, we'll air the second half of this show. Until next time, this is the Gravity Beard Podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. <laughs> All right. John is so breathy. It's because I'm fat. <laughs> just look at him. Just look at him out there pointing at butts. <laughs> In fact, I'm just going to interrupt you guys and just look out the window and just point at some butts right. before we continue. Uh, yes, can we? Oh, there's one down there now. Yeah, there's a butt. <laughs> look at that. Oh, wow. God, look at all the butts. My anaconda don't want none. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> it got him a cameo at the end of World, Wayne's World 2. That's right, it did. <laughs> Let's do this. There oh, was yeah. a high five, ladies and gentlemen. That's a high that's five. That's a high, high five, five, folks. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. You want to say words? <laughs> no, he just wants Wait, to do sh- that. Shut your eyes. Okay, that's messed up. <laughs> that's a terrible noise. That that's is a messed up. Noise. <laughs> that's going in the intro or, or the enco. <laughs> These nuts. <laughs>
I download to on multiple devices just for you. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. One of these days, you're going to punch me in the face because I'm draining your life force and I'll just play White Lion. All I ask is that you play White Lion at my funeral. Thanks. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.